Welcome to the Victorian Parent Council VPC Parent Podcast Series. VPC is a registered charity organisation dedicated to everyone who support parents in educating their children. I'm Jackie Vanderveld, your host today. Good evening and welcome uh, to Victorian Parent Council's VPC Live. My name is Jackie Vanderveld and I'm a consultant uh, and I do work occasionally for VPC. Um, and it's my great pleasure this evening to have Martine Oglethorpe with us. So hello, Martine. Hello. Um, not only is Martine uh, the modern parent and we've got her here in that capacity this evening to speak to us um, and, and in conversation, but she's also on the committee for the Victorian Parents Council. So it's a, um, it's a nice, nice thing to be able to have a committee members also involved this way. Um, but Martine, you know, we've, uh, we had com- we've had conversations uh, in the past for the Victorian Parents Council's podcast series and in that, we were actually talking about how we might limit um, our children's uh, access and, and, and time on devices. And now we're in this really weird situation where we're kind of on it all the time. Um, but look, welcome. And I might get you to introduce yourself too and tell us a bit about Modern Parent. Thank you. Um, yes, thanks for having me. I'm um, Martine Oglethorpe from The Modern Parent. Um, I, I am mother to five children, um, aged, uh, well, 20, so two adults, 2018, 16, 10 years and eight years. Um, and I have a background in education, a master's in counselling. And um, so I've been doing this work for, uh, you know, nearly 10 years and I do a lot of work in schools, working with students and teachers and obviously parents, um, helping them navigate uh, the digital world um, in a way that um, I guess it empowers them to, to understand the digital world and how it works and so that they can always try and, and uh, get the benefits for their children and also obviously, you know, um, make sure that they can avoid some of the pitfalls and, and face some of the challenges um, in, in a proactive way. So we, we probably um, really need this conversation now, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit different. So um, learning, living, working um, in the digital world, because we're doing a lot of that, and particularly in Victoria, I think um, mm. I'm on the record now as saying uh, I... I don't often support the Victorian government in a lot of the decisions that they make, but I think giving some certainty for parents and students and schools around learning from home for this term, I think has actually been a really good decision. So lots of stuff is online. Um, so some of the challenges then. So what are the things that challenges that you're seeing that are fa- parents are facing at the moment as they're spending their days living and learning and working from home? Well, I think there's, there is lots of challenges that parents have found and I guess it comes down to uh, largely different different families and their structures and then who's working from home, all those sorts of things. So it, it can be vastly different from one household to another. But I guess on the whole there, um, for those families who are maybe helping out younger children working from home, they maybe got another older one, a secondary school child as well, I think there's definitely a feeling of overwhelm at some times because, um, you know, if you're trying to work yourself, um, you're trying to, you know, manage your children's learning, um, do all the other things that you usually do, it's, it's a lot that has been asked of parents and so there is a feeling of being over, uh, quite overwhelmed. Um, I think there's also with that a lot of um, comparison that comes with that, you know, where we're scrolling our social media feeds and we're seeing how amazing some people are doing it and um, all the things that they're getting done. And maybe we're not feeling that we're doing, you know, such a good job or we're, you know, we're struggling with this. And so there's a whole lot of things, things that, you know, we're, we're comparing ourselves to. And I think there's also a lot of guilt that's coming, you know, we're sometimes having to leave our kids on the screens for more than we would have usually been comfortable for with because we have to do some of our own work. Um, or we've just spent three hours trying to do grade five work with them and we've, you know, we need to have a break. So we might then put them on the screens and, and, and you know, a lot of their, their life has been taken away from them. So that does become the backup. So there's a bit of, you know, um, of guilt about that. And I think just managing everybody's emotions. We're in these houses with lots of different people and, you know, we're all trying to, you know, manage a, a different a different way of being. So I think, you know, we're having a, 
having a few challenges at the moment. There's, a, there's some lovely things that people are experiencing as well, but I think um, there's certainly lots of challenges that I'm seeing with my work and with, you know, with the people that I'm, I'm working with and following online that, you know, they do seem to be um, struggling a bit. I think the wellbeing question is actually a really important one at this time. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that I think, you know, we've been really strong about in the, in the conversations that we've been having, you know, in the parent space is, you know, parents, be parents, you don't have to be the teacher. And actually your your role is actually, you know, being mum and dad, but also too that they, they really do have a lot to do with the tone of wellbeing in the family. So I'd be interested in your, your thoughts on that, much. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, yeah, we know that, that as parents we, we really do set that emotional tone. So um, how well we're coping is usually how, you know, largely um, it, how well our kids are coping. So if we're stressed and, you know, getting uptight about them, you know, not understanding something or they're not sitting and doing their work and we're all getting frustrated with each other, they're going to obviously be frustrated. If we're feeling fearful um, or anxious, you know, that is going to rub off on them. And there is a lot of uncertainty at the moment. So I think with parents, we have to be careful that we, we try and also, you know, have a bit of a positive spin on it as well, because as I said, we are setting, setting that tone. Um, but it also means, therefore, that we do need to be taking care of ourselves as parents. Um, I think it's really important that we look after ourselves because we can't just be there to be, you know, teacher, worker, you know, running household, doing all those things. And, and as much as we say, it's not homeschooling, it's remote learning, it's learning from home, all those things. You know, I've got to say, as a mother with primary school kids, it, it, I, sometimes I do feel like the teacher and I know that that's not my role. Um, but certainly when they started out, it is getting a bit easier, but I very much had to be there and sit with them. I had to put them on the apps and show them, you know, transferring between different apps to get, you know, how do we upload this? And, and just to answer their questions that, Usually they would be able to ask a teacher. So I think sometimes parents are feeling a little bit of that overwhelm as well, that, well, you said we're not homeschooling, but I cannot do another thing while my children are supposed to be learning. It's different for secondary um, students. I think they can very much do it on their own and, and most parents are finding that, that they're okay and they can be the support person and parent and all those things. But for those with younger children, um, I definitely think that they're finding that, that, that they still have that role. So I think it's important that... I guess we try and get across to the parents that, you know, for those younger kids, there's a couple of hours a day is, is probably going to be all they need. And um, so trying to take a little bit of um, a little bit of that, that those expectations off us of what our kids can achieve, um, you, know, you know, cut ourselves a bit of slack that, you know, if, if we don't get everything done one day, it's not the end of the world. These kids will be okay. Um, and so I think it's really important that we try and look after look after ourselves as well. And that means, you know, finding some time in the day for us as well because I think, you know, we can't just be there to be, you know, our kids beck and call all day either. We need some time as well. So I, I think, you know, that self-care and really looking after each other at the moment is really important. And that means that then that we have to communicate, you know, really well as well. So we have to communicate with our, our work colleagues um, if we're working, we have to communicate with our partners if they're in the home or not in the home at the same time um, and, and say, you know, I've got to do this at this time or I need some time for myself. You know, you might have to do this with the kids or take them out or whatever it is. I think it's really important that we do communicate um, what our needs are and also with our kids, you know, communicating with our kids what needs to happen, um, you know, that... I know that, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you with things, but I'm also, you know, I might also have a job to do as well and I might just need some time for me. So um, it's, it's important we communicate that for our kids too so that they, they can understand that as well, that that's important. Uh, really good points. And one of the things that occurred to me too when I was sort of, you know, thinking about how this would be working in a family is that, you know, we've got to share resources. Mm. You know, not every family is going to have a device for every child. Um, there are workspaces where, you know, connectivity is, is better or worse. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, and also too, if there's a, we need a quiet space to have, you know, a, a video, a video call or to have mm -hmm. a, um, a video, you know, a, a web conference lesson, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's actually some logistics that need to be worked out in the mm -hmm. home as well, plus, plus work, plus the adults yeah. doing their work too. Yeah, absolutely. And we've, you know, at, there's been times in the last few weeks where we've had six people in this house that need to be online at any one time. And that's not great for your bandwidth either. <laughs> um, but also, um, yeah, trying to find six 
places for people to sit. It was quite difficult for us because, you know, the Wi-Fi is better at one end of the house, and, but we don't want to hear each other and then I might have to do something like this so I need everyone to move so that I'm not hearing them. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, logistically it is, it is difficult as well. And as I say, so um, we've had to communicate really well. Um, hopefully they've listened that I am on now so we don't hear them barging in at any time, but we may well because... Um, you know, it's quite often that I'm on, so they're sometimes forgetting. But, um, you know, I think, you know, we have to yeah, communicate with each other about, uh, you know, what needs to happen when and, um, and yeah, compromise a little bit and, um, and, yeah, just share some of those resources as well because there might be times when, you know, we can't all be doing the same thing at once. And also, too, I think sharing uh, that timetable and perhaps the resource, you know, limitations or with, with the school too so that they mm. understand you know, what it is that you're working with in your particular household. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I have, um, I've had friends or um, people that follow me say things like, oh, I just, you know, there's no way I could, I can do this because I can't sit with my child for those three hours because I've got a call and I, you know, um, and I said, just shoot them an email, just, you know, a, a simple email um, that, you know, I've, I've got to do something at the moment. Um, We'll get to this later or tomorrow or whatever. Um, you know, the teachers the teachers are, are also learning about all of this stuff. But, you know, most of the teachers that I've worked with have been fantastic um, and they are, you know, they're very receptive to my kids just saying, you know, sorry, mum needs to do a, a Facebook Live now. Um, I have to go and play on the computer game because she said, you know, she needs quiet. So, you know, so, uh, you know, those are just our new reality. It's It's just, you know, changing it up and... And, but yeah, letting the teachers know that, you know, we can't all work the timetable. And thankfully my kids' school have been pretty good with that. They're just, well, can do this work at any time of the day, for, which I think is, is really helpful for little kids. Cause, you know, and again, kids work better at different times as well. So um, that can be helpful. That's right. And I think too, you know, what we're forgetting is in, in, this, uh, in this story too is that, you know, a lot of our teachers are actually also have their own children at home as well. So they're, they're, work, they're working and being, you know, and being mum and dad, the teacher at the same time, you know, that's, um, yeah. yeah, that that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, that's what I mean. Everybody's, everybody's trying new things and we're all learning and, you know, a bit of trial and error and, and changing things up as we go. I know my first day I sat down and I, I honestly thought I could sit in the middle of the kitchen table and have my eight-year-old and 10-year-old either side. I set up my computer and I thought this will be good. I can do some work and they'll just ask me the odd question. And I think after 30 seconds, I realised this is not how it's going to work. So, you know, I very quickly had to change my whole mindset, had to change my whole plan and think, okay, maybe I need to spend a couple of hours in the morning with them um, and then I can concentrate on doing my work when, you know, when I can do it properly um, without, you know, being interrupted every five seconds. <laughs> Which is, which is going to happen, right? Um, yeah. Martine, I think um, the emotional level, I think that's actually a really important piece for parents. So what are some of the things that we need to do at that emotional level as parents? Well, I think for parents we need to firstly run our, run our own race, very much look at our own situations because, as I said, we could be having two parents at home that are trying to work. We could have had a parent that has been, has lost their job or both parents that have lost their jobs or we might have, you know, um, kids with additional needs or we might, you know, there's have toddlers and a baby and, and a primary school and, you know, there could be all, it's all different situations. And I think we have to be really careful that we, as I said at the start, that we don't compare to what other people are doing and that can be difficult when we're on our group chats with our friends or we're scrolling our social media feeds and we're seeing, you know, what everyone else has done or, or even looking at the class discussion about what all the other kids have achieved. And, and so I think it's really important that we, we use this time to just run our own race, stay in your own lane and work out what is going to work for your family right now and decide, you know, how that's going to look about face and think, well, this is how it's got to look now. Um, we have to change things up and, um, and, you know, I've had to include my husband to do different things than he would usually be doing. And so, you know, it, it's about really looking at your own situation. So, so running your own race and be really realistic with your expectations of what you think you're going to, going to achieve. And as I say, at the start, I know, you know, people thought, well, you know, that if we're, you know, learning from home, you know, we have to have our, our little kids sitting down from, you know, nine till 3.30, you know, and that's not, that's not realistic. And at school, it's not realistic. They don't do that at school either. They, they, they might do a maximum of three hours of, you know, solid work 
you know, there's a lot of other stuff. And you've got to think that a teacher's there managing 25, 30 kids. You, you, if you only have to manage one, you're going to get a lot of stuff done in a lot shorter time. Granted, sometimes they, they don't, uh, you know, they're a little bit easily distracted at home because it's not their natural learning environment, I guess. But, um, you know, so I think it's really important that we just realise what are the expectations that, you know, we are realistic to achieve and, and look at those. Um, and, yeah, I guess looking after our, our own wellbeing, making sure we get plenty of time um, for exercise, um, getting outside, getting fresh air. I know, you know, as lots of people, we're doing all of these Zooms all the time and we're online and we're having, you know, online meetings and, and it's quite taxing on the body, both physically and emotionally. And and um, I think it's, you know, I know myself, I usually have to, you know, go out for walks every time that, you know, I've been online for a while. And and I think that's really important that we get out and, and have some fun as well and, and do some fun stuff with your kids. If it's all going pear-shaped, um, if your kid's having a tantrum because they can't understand their maths or they can't, you know, open the app or they can't, you know, then it's no good trying to pursue that if if everyone's uptight and cranky and crying. And so, you know, when we've got close to some of those times, I say, okay, let's leave it, let's go outside, we're going to go and kick the footy or bounce the ball or, you know, do whatever just to try and, um, you know, give ourselves a bit of um, bit of a, a refresher and and go back, you know, when we're all when we're already. So I think we just need to, you know, um, you know, cut ourselves a little bit of slack and look after ourselves and our well-being. Because I think, you know, the well-being of these kids at the moment too is crucial. And um, and you know, that's you know, the other stuff they can, you know, they'll catch up on. But I think, you know, we need to be looking after them because a lot, a lot has changed for them right now. And um, you know, it's there's a lot of stuff that they're missing out on. So um, I think we need to, you know, just be a bit mindful of that as well. Yeah, no, that that's all. That's all true. I think um, one of the things, you know, part of a conversation that I was having today was uh, parents uh, just taking time with their family at this stage to say, look, we've got this sort of enforced pause now, mm. you know, mm. and and let's be, uh, let's look at what's really good that's happening, mm. you know, with our family and at this time, um, mm. do more of that, you know, be really conscious that these are great times now you know, where we actually kind of have to connect, you know. <laughs> we, yeah. we, and, we, and we don't have a lot of the other distractions around us um, to, to take that, to take away, you know, to take, well, to take away from that, that positive. So, mm. you know, there's some really good stuff that can come from this and, um, mm. you know, that's an important part of wellbeing and it's a great way to sort of strengthen family connections too because, you know, we are in, in the normal, whatever, the old normal, <laughs> um, you know, we are flat out all the time, you know, that's uh, we're constantly running around. And so now when we don't need to, um, it's actually quite a, um, it's actually quite lovely. I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm actually really quite enjoying it. I was going, mm. I had a little bit of cabin fever about a week ago, but I'm feeling quite okay mm. with it. You know, it's not a, mm. um, there's some really good stuff that's coming from it. And I think I think a lot of parents have also spoken to me about how you would think that uh, you know children would be driving each other crazy and stuff, but I've actually noticed a lot, and even with my own kids, that they're actually getting on really well when they've got no one else to play with, and and um, you know, it, despite being living in each other's pockets, it's it's been nice to see them connect in different ways. Um, you know, for example, my kids are, are very busy. Um, they are playing lots of sports, so our weekends are running around all over the shop. So it's been nice for them to have that pause, as you say. And and you know, we've because we've been going to the park most days. You know, there's they'll pair off and chat and do things that they probably never, you know, don't have the chance to do. So um, there's certainly lots of of, of positives. So I think we again want to try and focus on them. So again, we're setting that tone of you know this is this can be a good thing. And you know, there's certainly challenges, and we're um, but I think we want to try and, you know, just be realistic about those challenges and try and focus on some of the good things too. When you're talking about parents um, looking at their Facebook or their social media feeds and seeing how wonderful everybody, how beautifully everybody else is doing this, I, I'm, I always question that. <laughs> I always think, you know, everybody else is living the same dream that we're living at the moment. So, you know, the reality is that maybe that might be a couple of moments in time where everything was working mm. really well. Um, the reality is that people are, you know, everybody would be struggling along the same mm. lines that, that you, if you're feeling you're struggling, there's probably other people that are struggling too. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, you, you know, some, I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing some good things and some great achievements even if you have 
manage to, you know, make scones with your kids that day. I don't mind seeing them, you know, that's nice. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, we also have to realise that there was probably, might have been a tantrum before that or <laughs> after that and everybody's, you know, dealing with the same sorts of things. I think some uh, some people I've noticed recently said, oh, I, I thought I was going to achieve all of these things and I, I've realised I haven't got time or the motivation or whatever it is and so whereas all these people seem to be taking up these new hobbies or things and and I don't know that that's just, you know especially the case either I think now that we've sort of settled into this as way of life you know the way of life just happens again so um, we, we do the things that are important to us and and we prioritize things that are important to us so um, I think yeah we do we do have to just you know be very very open-minded when we when we you know look at what everyone else is doing. Exactly. Another thing too that I've noticed, my team be interested in your thoughts on this, is that schools, when we first, you know, moved to this learning from home, uh, there was a lot of work. Like the schools were sending a lot of work, <laughs> but now it seems to have tapered back a bit to something that's a lot more achievable. I think that, which I, which I think is, you know, probably more realistic. But but it's certainly um, not as heavy. I think there was yeah. a lot being sent out in that sort of rush to. Uh, to, to get material out to out to families really quickly. Is that something that you've noticed as well? Yeah, definitely. And and I think, you know, um, you know, as as we said at the start, schools, you know, this is new for schools as well and new new for teachers. So they all just had to, you know, find their feet for a while and and you know, good schools communicated that too. You know, they said this is, you know, we're we're just learning, please, you know, give us feedback. Um, and largely I think the feedback at the start was this is too much. Um, because it did fall on on the parents on the you know the hands of the parents so um to try and make facilitate all of that and um i think they'll find that there was, it was a bit of overwhelm but i certainly think it's cut back and um but you know in saying that i, I was speaking to a teacher just recently who said it, it is difficult to find that balance because you do have some parents saying give us more there's not enough and other parents saying it's way too much. So, um, you know, it's always going to be, you know, you're never going to please anyone, everyone, I guess. Um, and that's why I just try and stress to, to parents, you, you know, you know, your child, you know what their threshold is and what when they're learning and when they're not. And if you're constantly trying to push them to have extra stuff when it's not working, they're, they're, there's not a lot of learning going on. So maybe look at some other ways that they can be learning, you know, around the house as well, rather than just, you know, with their with their books and iPads. That's right. And break it up. I mean, break up the time. You know, I, I sort of I've often said that, you know, 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes of concentrated for little ones, you know, yeah. that that's about it, right? And, yeah. then, and then you need a break. Because that's exactly yeah. what would be happening in a classroom. Yeah. They would not be sitting there for an entire hour or two hours no. or three hours. That actually be, that would actually be broken up. Um, some things that we need to do at, at that emotional level that can't, keeping parents calm, I think that's... I think we've sort of talking about we've spoken about some of those things, but um, on a practical level too, you know, the the routine is actually really important, isn't it? Yeah. Look, I guess I I also differentiate between routines and and, and rituals, and then having schedules. Now, I think it like a schedule is good. You can have you can outline. This is roughly how our day is going to go. But I think it's also really important to make sure that that's very flexible and that it may not go that way and and that's okay too but I think it's important for kids to be able to see a, a plan laid out or and some people just like to verbalize it this is what we'll be doing we'll be doing this in the morning then we have, we have lunch or then we go to the park or then we whatever um, and some like you know to live by a lot more you know stringent you know uh, outlines so certainly having some sort of structure is really good at this time because there is so much uncertainty for everyone at the moment so I think at, us and our kids need to know that there are some certain things that happen. Um, and that's where I also think just not, aside from the plan of your day, I think just having some of those routines and rituals that happen are really, really important at, at the moment. I think they're always important, but I think really important at the moment because there is so much uncertainty for children at the moment uh, about, you know, when are we going back? When do I see my friends? When does basketball start again? You know, and we haven't really got those answers for our kids. So, um, what we can do, though, is provide and those things are like, yeah, when we pick it up and whether we, whatever you do, your routine is in the morning, um, whether it's you, you read for a bit or you have breakfast together or you do a bit of exercise or whatever, you know, you read a book at, together at night, um, 
all of those little those little routines that you do help to just provide that security for kids to know that you know this is stuff that happens still happens every day and maybe you might even create new routines for this time you know I know for me I like to go out and get my coffee in the morning and you know I've been buying one for my 16 year old so because he starts his day a bit earlier and um and this has been a nice little routine that we've done and so you know I think you know we can try and make some new routines for this time and um and I think that really helps um you know just give give some of that certainty that stability about you know that you know some some things are, are just the same so certainly we can have um, structure around our day but but make sure that you know it, it's a little bit flexible too if it if it's all going pear-shaped we can we can you know change that structure a little bit um, but it's just it's a it's a rough guide for them and as I say some kids um, need that a lot more than others so you know you know your children you know your family you know how they run and what works if you're a, a chart type of family and we like you know those sorts of things laid out then that's probably going to be really helpful for them so so look at what what you think is going to work for your kids as well. Mm-hmm. I know you, you're. Um, I know you, I've heard you say work in sprints, yeah. um, not not marathons. Well, yeah, and I guess that, that's yeah. Well, I guess that's um, referring to what you were just saying before that you know we can't we can't start our day and say well I'm going to do three hours of my work and you're going to do three hours of your work and then you know um, you know it, it's got to be little little snippets and as I say for all of our, our concentration our, our kids can't concentrate for that long we know that so as you said give them um, one task to do and then you can have a break you know at school as you said I know my kids have a, a fruit break at you know 9 30 or 9 40 it's only been 40 minutes and they're already having a break and then they have another one of you know, 11 for, you know, recess. So there, there are lots of breaks during the day. So it's important we remember that. But also remember for ourselves, you know, um, I'm not going to get the three or four hour stint of sitting at my computer like I would when my kids are at school. So I have to allocate some time where I do that that deeper work, whether it's writing or, or whatever, um, and know that that's just going to be, you know, I can do that in short bursts, but I can't expect to be able to sit, you know, for three or four hours while, you know, I have a household full of, of kids. So, um, yeah, it's, it's about just breaking up our day into to little sprints and getting getting what we can done get done quickly um, and, and more effectively too. So, yeah, I think and downtime is really important as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We can't be just doing everything around our work, their work, all that sort of stuff. So, um, as I say, we have you know a few hours work in the morning. Then we always have all have downtime at some point together, so that we can you know, get outside together, um, take the dog for a walk, do all those sorts of things. And and then the kids have regular time. You know, go out for a bike ride, go and do shoot some hoops, whatever. So, um, it's important that we all have that downtime. And you know, and at the end of the day, if it's whatever your downtime is, if it's sitting in front of Netflix, if it's doing a jigsaw puzzle, whatever it is, make sure that you also have that time because. Just like in a normal normal times, we, we need that, that downtime at the end of the day too. So because we don't have those, you know, cut-off points of leaving the office or all those sorts of things, we have to make sure that we're creating them as well. Yeah, Dan, that, that's a really important point. I know that's something that I do not do very well at all. I work from home. I work from home, so I've got to, yeah, I, I, need, to, I need to sharpen up my act on, on, that, on that front, that's for sure. Yeah. Martin, we've we've spoken in the past about limiting, um, or man, not limiting, but managing screen time, and so now we've got the situation where screen time is features looms large in their in their life. Um, so, look, is it not everything that it's school that, or not all of their schoolwork is screen time for a start? I, I'd mm-hmm. just be interested in your comments about that. Um, and then, you know, what do we do then in terms of sometimes the only way they can connect with their friends at the moment mm. is, is to actually have, you know, is to use screens. Um, mm. Although I did see um, some young girls walking around the park uh, two metres apart having a great conversation. <laughs> They're obviously <laughs> getting up for exercise and, um, and, 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 doing it, and doing it very well. But, you know, we yeah. are actually relying a lot more on the technology now and, and this mm. is, you know, potentially can cause some problems too. Yeah, look, I think what it's done is, um, look, in one way it's made us realise that uh, it's, you know, technology is neither good or bad. So, um, obviously, well and used well and, and used in maintaining control and all of that, it can be a great asset. But 
um, when it's not, it's not done well or where it's not done safely or we don't have that control, then obviously um, it, it's not great. So I think what we have to realise at this time is that we still have to, whilst it has, it is playing a much bigger role than it ever has. And um, I know some people are struggling with that um, because they are worried that their children won't go back to, you know, normal or what they were doing and they're worried that you know the times when um they are now spending online as entertainment not just working but but all of that is going to um, be harder to undo when we go back um and i guess you know i think we also have to look at it as something that is um something we still need to, to obviously have some boundaries around we need to still make sure we're doing it safely i think firstly cut ourselves a little bit of slack over the fact that they are using it more too because um, that's just the nature of the world at the moment. As I say, we've taken a lot away from them and so this does fill some of that. Now, I'm not saying it has to fill everything and there's certainly lots that we can do without the screens, but I think it is filling, um, filling up a, a quite a lot for some kids and one of those things is that connection um, and I've got a, you know, my child was never really much into video games, one of them, um, and he has been on it a lot lately. And I said, oh, you, you never really, he goes, well, it's really just a way to chat to my friends. And so it's not so much the game, it's the chatting that's going on and it's that connection. So we know that, that kids crave connection. We all do as humans. And, and I think it's really important that we remember that and, and we can use that. We can, you know, allow them to have those connections. But as long as, you know, we're allowing them stood in safe ways and, and, um, and you, know, you know, for young kids, obviously, we want to make sure we are monitoring that and that they're within earshot and all those sorts of things. Um, so, you know, and obviously it can be problematic when it's being used to excess now and we're paying no attention and they're locked up in their rooms and, and you know, they're, they're obviously already feeling all sorts of emotions because, you know, they're all in different headspaces at the moment. And so, yeah, we have seen an increase in cyberbullying reports. We have seen an increase in sexual abuse reports online and, and sexting reporting and all of those things. Um, I know Kids Helpline have had a massive increase in their calls to their, their helpline. So we know that there's also a lot of ways that kids are struggling at the moment. Um, and some of this is, you know, is being acted out online. And, um, and so certainly we want to make sure that we're doing what we can to try and make sure that that's not happening in, in our household. So, and that's hard because, you know, I, I'm not saying that you have to go and sit by your child every time they're online, but we do have to try and do what we can. Certainly for our little kids, I think we need to, you know, just at least be in earshot because they're doing things probably sooner than what many of us would have liked. You know, I, my, my eight-year-old is now having video chats with his friends. That wasn't something that was ever going to be encouraged at this age, but it's a way that he communicates with his friends. So to do it, I have to make sure that um, I, I'm setting it up, I'm seeing who's in the chat, I'm locking down the chat, and then I'm, you know, having that chat within earshot so I can hear some of those conversations. And it can be a good way for us to teach them some of those skills um, about, you know, do you think, you know, you should have said that or do you think they meant to say that or just be careful of your surroundings, be careful you don't know who's listening at the other end. So it's, it's some of those skills can actually be taught now, maybe earlier than we thought, but I, I think it's, we, we may as well use this as an opportunity to, to teach them some of those things because, um, you know, they are going to be you know, using it, uh, uh, you know, ongoing. And, and that's not to say if you've allowed your young child to, you know, have video chats with relatives or grandma or whatever you don't have to they don't have to continue that once this is all over you can say well, that was just for that time there's nothing wrong with that um but yeah i think obviously it's just going back to all our normal you know cyber safety things that we we need to concentrate on as well for those older kids and that, those kids that are maybe getting into trouble and and not dealing with things so well and and that can be really tricky um especially when they're on it so much and um you know we're not always differentiating between what's homework, what's schoolwork, what's socialising, what's watching a movie, you know, it's all just becomes blurred. So it can be tricky. Yeah, I, I, that, that blurring worries me a little bit, you know, in the sense that I think we just need to be, as parents, we need to be a lot more proactive now um, in a way that, you know, we, we perhaps hadn't well, hadn't needed to be. But I think, you know, some of the things you're talking about there, you know, your, your young your young chap, you know, getting onto a video call now with his friends. You know, there's going to be a lot of that happening and um, it's going to be very hard to wind that back, you know. Mm -hmm. So instead of having a what might have been a phone call or a wait until we see each other tomorrow, 
they're going to mm. once we go once we get out of this or whatever it is that we end up wherever we end up going um, mm. post post uh, pandemic and we start to be able to move around a bit more. I think there are going to be some expectations that they're able to continue some of the, with these newfound skills and techniques that they've learned too. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? And I, I guess I think from my perspective, and I look at my own my own kids, and I think well the way that the ones that they're connecting with are largely the ones that they would usually see most days, um, aside from a couple of, you know, cousins and things. And, and I'd be okay for them to continue those connections. But, uh, you know, every night after school in normal times, we, are, you know, we're at a different practice. Our kids are busy. They don't have a lot of downtime after school. So um, I, I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to, you know, that those things are going to take over again. And I think for lots of kids, they will. But I also think for lots of kids, they won't. So um, I do think that's up to the parents then to just make sure we, when things do start to go back to normal, that, you know, and it's having those conversations with them as well while we're letting them do it now. And I'm having those conversations with my kids. You know, you know that I am letting you play longer on the game because I need to do this and you know this is different for you and you don't have your practice to go to and you don't have your games all weekend and all that um but I so I think we do need to just keep communicating with our kids about what the situation is and then so when we go back we are able to say you know that was you know that was that time and that you know that that worked then but it's not necessarily going to work now um but I also think we just need to continue to build that that culture of, of balance and balanced play into our lives. And we can still do that now. You know, we can still make sure that they are getting outside a lot. There's no reason why kids you know, in Victoria still can't get outside with their family and exercise um, and get fresh air and still go and walk the dog and still, um, you know, if they can't go to footy practice, we can still go and kick the ball or all those sorts of things, which we've just built into our day. Um, so I think we still want to make sure that, you know, our kids, our kids, can get a lot of needs met from the technology. Yes, they can learn and be educated and be informed and entertained and connected and socialised, but, you know, can answer a lot of their needs. But I think what we're also realising is that they're never going to answer all of their needs. And I think that a, a lot of families and even kids to some extent are finding that as well. Um, uh, you know, I actually went for a walk through my local park today and I'd seen that kids have made a couple of little um, jump BMX jumps in the park. This park's been there forever and I've never seen kids riding their BMX bikes down there and they've actually made these jumps. And I actually think that that was, well, you know, we've there's only so much we can do online and we're actually realising that this is, this is actually fun and, you know, we need to get out. And um, So I think, you know, at, at the same time, I think hopefully people will realise that there's a lot of great things that it can give us and yes, it can help us work and learn and connect and all of those. But I think a lot of us are craving that face-to-face -face connection. We, you know, the Zoom parties are great and hanging out with our mates is great, but it does not cut it in terms of being face-to-face -face with our kids. And I think our kids will realise too that chatting to their mates, you know, and having Zoom parties is, is not the same as hanging out with them in real life. So I think that, you know, maybe there'll be, you know, it might be that there's so much of it that they will start to crave some of those other things as well. And um, and we can certainly help, you know, push that along as well. But I think, you know, maybe, maybe I'm being completely optimistic, but, um, you know, I do think that we are craving a lot of things that have been taken away from us in, in terms of that. So I think, you know, maybe they'll realise that the, we can't get everything from the technology. No, that that's that's true. And, and just to re, you know, add to that that point, you know, I was, I've been working with some students. I was working with some students last week, and uh, put it this way: these weren't students who were in Amit with school mm -hmm. prior prior to uh, learning from home. And uh, and one of the one of the little sweethearts piped up today and said, "Oh, I just can't wait to get back." And I thought I wouldn't, and I said, it's a good job we're recording this because I don't think I would ever have heard that, ever thought yeah. that would ever come out of your mouth, which is, uh, yeah, so they, they really are missing it. They're missing that yeah. social, that social, but also too, I think that they're appreciating um, the way in which learning does go on in a face-to-face -face environment as well. Yeah. Uh, there are some children that are obviously thriving with this, you know, they, they love the working, they love working on their own, they they love just getting down to it and getting through the tasks, but there are others that really crave that social element mm. that that yeah. that a classroom, you know, face to face classroom provides. Mm, definitely, I know my my son. I've got one in year eleven, and and I'm. 
you know, well, he's coping fine and his school are doing a great job. Um, but he just says, you know, it just seems to take longer to get through stuff too, you know, um, just because, you know, it's just all the technology and all of that sort of stuff. Whereas, you know, so he said, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to, you know, getting back to the classroom. And yeah, he was very, probably very much the same. I never thought I would hear that. So, um, it, you know, could be possibly a good thing for for a lot of people and hopefully we can take a little bit of you know the good as well and um you know change things up a bit and 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 realize you know there's some there's some positives as well so we'll you know try and maybe incorporate some of those things into their learning that worked well and and ditch some of those things that didn't yeah and and that's kind of my hope too i think there's some really good things that are coming out of this i think one of the big things that i i'm i've always uh, tried to engage people in conversation about is that you know technology is a tool they're tools they're not uh, they don't solve the problems um, on them on their own it's how we use them that is actually the, the useful of them that is actually the the, um, the benefit uh, so I think we're actually now seeing you know it's not a panacea but it's certainly a means of making things happen um, in a in a really positive way so let's harness some of that and let's not lose those things when we when we do go back to uh, a form of face-to-face -face teaching and learning mm. that we don't lose some of this the really good things that have come out mm. of this experience mm. so yeah definitely yeah I mean I, I mean I just look at um, you know watching my younger kids the way they use the um, you know the group chat and thing in the in the classroom and and again, that for me was something that I could teach them because they were spending a lot of time scrolling through it and it was just high, 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 high. And I was like, okay, we're not getting anything out of this. This is like the group text message that, you know, you need to leave because it's not help, you know, it's not giving you much at the moment. So um, they very quickly kind of realised that too. They you know, check in, say hi, and then they, they move on and do something else. So I think there's lots of little things that, that are happening too that are um, just helping them realise that, you know, there's, there's different ways of doing things. Some things are, are good, some things are not so good. And, and it'll be interesting to see what you know what carries on you know when I go back um martin can we just sort of turn to perhaps the the darker side of this which mm. is the which is the cyber safety issues um and i i did read and i was quite concerned to to, to hear that you know the um incidents of um predatory behavior um and predatory incidents were were up is this something that you've you've heard heard too and and uh and what advice can we give parents and what should they yeah, do? Look, unfortunately it is. And I guess this is um, a result of lots more people being online. Um, as uh, as I said, there's the reports of, of youth cyberbullying is up, um, I think it's about 20%. You know, abuse um, online is up about 80%. That's pretty massive in just in the last month or two. So obviously that's because, you know, we are online all the time. And so more of that, if there's going to be bullying, it's all happening online. Um, in terms of image-based abuse too, unfortunately, a lot of that is um, happening um, in the homes. Um, sometimes it's facilitated by parents, which is, you know, heinous. But unfortunately, when families, you know, are spending a lot of time at home, that is something that is happening. Um, and then, you know, we're having a lot of, because we've got, you know, young people who are not connecting in real life. So we're getting lots of sending of nudes and all of those sorts of things. And then we're having the repercussions of when those nudes don't just stay with that one person's phone or device and they end up um, everywhere else. So the, the increases of, of that have been um, huge as well. And that is because, you know, yes, young people still trying to connect and they, this is, you know, they think this is the expectation. So obviously, again, it's talking talking to our kids about, you know, some of those things, which, you know, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to, to listen. But I think just having the conversations that, you know, if we're going to be um, sending things out and, you know, at least can we do it in safer ways, you know, at least don't show your face, all those sorts of things. And I know that doesn't sit well with a lot of people, but, um, you know, there are it's a safer way of doing it. Um, and just, I guess, that that um, knowledge that it's, You've no longer control over that. Once something's out, we, we don't have any control over it. And we know that whilst we, they might be our boyfriend today or tomorrow, we, they're not next week. That photo is no longer, you know, um, you know, ha you have no control over it. So it's trying to have those conversations um, in a way of, and I, this is, I try and say it to have, have it with your kids as a conversation, not necessarily a lecture, um, you know, talk to them about, you know, those sorts of things and, how would you feel if something got out? You know, you, you probably know somewhere it has. How did that affect them? And, and also just asking them about, you know, have they... 
of on their accounts and you know should they be checking it is there anyone you think you should be checking in on just to get them to start thinking about the fact that you know this is you don't need to put up with this stuff and you know we certainly want to be calling out that behavior and helping people if we see that and and it can be a good opportunity for parents just to try and get, get a little bit more engaged in what their kids are doing um this is a good chance for us you know we we do have more time in that sense to to just ask them about you know we don't need to ask them about their school day so much because we've lived it but maybe we can ask them about you know what's happening online you know what what do you like doing um have you seen anything concerning lately or have you seen anything great or what can you share you know so try and look at both the positives as well and it's just more about having that connection I guess and trying to just tap into how your kid's doing um and you know we know our kids and you know um just trying to look out for those red flags and make sure they try and do come out and get plenty of time where they're not just, you know, in their room, hold up with a computer, you know, because they've been on it a lot all day, try and get them out doing other things with the family at night because, you know, if, if anything is happening online, we don't need it to be happening all day and all night for starters. So um, and it, it can be a good way for us to say, well, you know, maybe this is a time where we do take all the devices out of the bedroom because we're on them all day. We've, you know, we need, we all need a break um, because we certainly don't want that sort of stuff to be going on at night. And um, we know that, you know, that's when that emotional brain ticks over and we don't need to be dealing with that sort of stuff and, you know, having those conversations at night. So, um, yeah, look, it, it, it's always going to be tricky because a, a lot of kids won't talk to their parents about this stuff, you know, and usually it's because, um, well, they feel that their parents won't understand or you know, they'll, they will take their stuff away from them and all those sorts of things. So I think it's, um, and that they'll lecture them about it and all that. So I think it's just trying to build up those connections and, and take that active interest in what they're doing for interest's sake, not for snooping or monitoring's sake, but just to um, so that they know that you know if something goes wrong, I'm I'm here and um, I want to help you with it, and nothing's insurmountable. You know, having all those conversations that you know you, you probably make mistakes, you'll see your mates make mistakes, and that's okay. But let's just make sure that they're mistakes we can maybe deal with or fix or do differently next time, and so we can avoid some of those more catastrophic ones. So um, it's it's certainly tricky. Um, I'm not going to say that it's you know easy by any means, but I think. Um, again, just having the conversations, keeping them, trying to keep them out of the rooms for, you know, long periods of time and all that. Um, and so that we can just, just have things within earshot as well so that, you know, if we can be alert to things that might not be good. Yeah, I think just being just being present, I think that's mm -hmm. uh, and, and around and interested and not as, a, as you said, as the sort of the monitor, monitoring or snooping, but mm -hmm. um, as a curious observer, <laughs> so they yeah. know because I mean we we are our children's best advocate, right? So um, they, it's important for them to know that we're here and that we're in their corner. Um, if anything does go wrong, that they've got someone that they can turn to immediately. I did notice too that, um, and what I'm seeing with the schools that I, schools I'm doing work with, is that they are doing an awesome job in terms of checking in with students' well-being monitoring yeah. as much as they can this this you know any negative behaviors or, or negative impact for the for the students uh so i think that you know if, if parents do need help they do think something's going wrong you know first port of call is back to the schools and saying look mm. I, I think i think we've got an issue here or i need mm. some support you know, how do I how do I look into this? How do I manage this? Is this something that you're seeing? It might be part of a wider or bigger issue that's going on within a particular group of students. So, mm. even assisting and talking to the school to give them a heads up would actually be a good good idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And as you say, I think um, I think they've been doing a fabulous job in monitoring their well being and. And, you know, I know for, for my, from my little ones um, at the local primary school, they've been given a whole lot of well-being things that they can do every day. And, and it's literally worded as, um, do, you, do your literacy, do your maths. If you finish that or even if you don't, here's some well-being activities to do. Um, and you don't have to do them, but just whichever ones you feel like. And then I know for my secondary, um, my year 11 boy, same thing. You know, there's lots of checking in on them, lots of, how are you feeling today? We all just describe your day in one word or describe this and, and just also, you know, uh, that, that sort of just individual checking in as well, which I think um, is, is really important because as we know, yeah, it is, it is all different for them too. And, and sometimes, you know, just being quiet doesn't necessarily mean that, that they're coping and being fine. So sometimes it does take a little bit more probing, but just more, you know, just checking in. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, all, all of that's important. Yeah. I think, you know, trying to do, do a few things together. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Martine, we're, we're sort of coming up to time and I, what I'd like to like you to do is maybe, maybe highlight a couple of things that you as mum but also you as modern, modern parent, Martine, <laughs> would like to see... Um, your best, so perhaps your best hopes for the next, for the rest of this term, term two in Victoria. What would you like to see happening? Um, I guess what I would like to see is us really, uh, which I think is, 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 I guess, happening. So um, obviously in Victoria, we're probably going to be um, doing this for a, a, a while longer. Um, so I'm hopeful that in, in terms of the, of the technology and in terms of um, the learning and working and all of that from home, I hope we kind of just can can settle into this uh, pattern of, um, you know, trying to trying to do our best with with what we've got, and also just trying to I guess maintain some of those really realistic expectations. Um, try and focus on it uh, for the remainder of what we've got left. Try to make it a positive experience. Um, and I, I know that's not always hard, and, and there's lots of challenges out there for people. But um, I guess trying to look at in terms of the technology, how can we can use it in positive ways? But then, how can we also realise that there's a lot of stuff that it can't do? So let's um, let's focus on on incorporating more of those things as well in, in whatever capacity we can. Um, but yeah, just trying to enjoy that time with your family too, because I, as I always say, I think you know the most important connection that we have is the one with our children. So um, it doesn't matter what we teach them or, or all of those things. Um, you know, it's, it's that connection we have with them that will you know, determine, you know, what they learn from us and what they take from us and, and, and what goes with them. So I really hope we can use this time as um, as a really positive time to try and build on those connections, both with ourselves, with siblings and, and um, you know, just put them in a really good position to, um, you know, get back and be, you know, they'll be resilient and all of those things that they've been learning a lot of resilient skills, you know, over the last um, few weeks, a lot of stuff has changed for them. They've missed out on a lot of things. Um, and yet, you know, you know, a, a lot of them are, are still doing fine and some of them are, are even thriving. So I really hope we can just try and build on some of those those things for, for all of us as families and maybe hopefully realise that we can all slow down just a tad and um, and try and maintain some of these things that we are enjoying about this time and try and build them into our, our routine and, and, and build them into our families as something that, you know, these, these things worked really well. Let's, um, let's work out how we can maintain them going forward, even when, you know, schools go back and offices open up and all those sorts of things. There's, there's some certain things that maybe we should try and keep and, um, you know, hopefully um, that, will, that will certainly happen as well. I couldn't have said it better, actually. Mm. Beautifully said. Martine, thank you so much for your time tonight. It's been lovely chatting. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you to our guest speaker. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. Want to know more about this podcast and other VPC podcasts? Please visit the VPC website, vicparentscouncil.vic.edu.au and leave a review. We would also welcome you to contact us if you would like to be our guest or if you have a topic around parenting and education. Thank you to Melbourne singer Emma Sidney for her permission to use her soundtrack, Cherish. Until next time, thank you for listening.